Now we're going into the world of humans in general and uh, just why we do what we do. And uh, I am a spiritual person, I am a Christian, um, and I do like to talk about faith and love and everything in between. So um, welcome to Carrie Lloyd Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Carry On Broadcast. Apparently we're now on Radio Network. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome. Try and do um, an English accent, Laurie. What do you want me to say, darling? That's actually not too bad. That's pretty good. I just am mimicking you. That's actually not... That's very good. And okay. then this it's is James. So, so, <laughs> James is gonna sound was, like a gangster. Was, no. He's gonna sound yeah, like a yeah. gangster with a it's, friggin' New York Cockney accent. Um, what's the guy from the British office? Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Yeah. So I think. Yeah, I, f- I think I think that's not gonna cut it. Yeah. Everyone sounds. This is I what think. everyone turns into Southeast London. Everyone, yeah, it's no, just, everyone darling, thinks they're Dick Van Dyke and they're not. Yeah. Not it's always enough. the yeah. It's not beautiful enough for me. I know. darling. It needs to be a little more lyrical, darling. More lyrical, darling. If you're wondering what it looks like to be a British uh, citizen living in America, this is pretty much what most (laughs) of your conversations end up. Everyone just tries to mimic you regardless of where you are. Yes. However. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty good at it. You actually are. That's good, babe. You could give me a phone call one time from an an, an unrecognized number and I probably would believe you. No. Don't try it, though. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I'm very gullible. That's amazing. Um, yeah. I'm currently with, I haven't even introduced who these people are that I'm talking to, <laughs> but I'm currently with Laurie and James Burke. They're a married couple that I love dearly, and I wanted to share them with you. Um, James sweet. and Laurie, how long have you been married for now? Two and a half years. Only two and a half Stop years. it. Yes. I know, people don't believe us. Does it feel like a lifetime? Yes. It feels longer. Much longer, yeah. <laughs> we got married older. So yeah. I was 30 and she was 31. Yep. And so when we meshed, it felt like it was... And a, we were friends before we, we were friends. dated even. So I think, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. It does yes. definitely feel longer than two and a half years. Yes. Okay. For People sure. People usually guess five to eight years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Yes. <laughs> well, one of the things that I... One of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on were uh, actually twofold. One is, Laurie and I know each other <laughs> because... <laughs> Laura and I keep dating the same men and then we just found a common denominator of like, wait a minute, you also dated and you dated I dated the same guy. Right. And Laurie the keyword is dated. 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 Not currently yeah, Laurie's no, not dating men and no, married to James. No, 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 no. Just to be really clear. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> that you're is not it, what I'm doing. You're yes. gonna keep out this instruction for the whole time. <laughs> it's not what it's I'm gonna doing. be like talking yeah. to myself. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, so one of the things I love about Laurie and mine's relationship is there is no there's not ever been a sense which I've experienced before, of competition between exes mm. or current girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. You actually oh, came well. into my life because I was dating one of your exes at the time. That's how yeah. I got to know you. Yes. And um, you kind of in the same community as that ex. <clears throat> that ex is now married to someone wonderful. Wonderful. They're so gorgeous together. It was yes. absolutely meant to be. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. But there was this lovely moment that was just this kind of wonderful revelation of Laurie and I were in a staff meeting this and our, so ex, our ex was sitting next to us. <clears throat> and Laurie turns us. to him. In between us. Oh, in between. That's fact. right. That's right. And you turned to me, him and said, have you recognized that your ex gets on really well with your other ex? And he turned to us and goes, yeah, try, try, try again. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, this hand. It yeah. was just brilliant. So what oh, I love. He's hilarious. He's yeah. so funny. And there was Good just man. this lovely ability to um, 
date in community and this is one of the things I think we miss yes. sometimes yes. So is we don't break up well with people right. and so then we have to divide yeah. and then we have to isolate and right. ostracize someone from the community yes. Yes. and what's yes. gorgeous is there's this kind of wealth of history yeah. amongst everyone and it kind of gives it accountability really yeah. Yeah. but also a celebration for when things do work out mm. right. and um, so anyway so Laura and I know each other from there <laughs> and then also what's lovely is because she's now married to you yes. there's like oh there's hope for me I'm going to find my James one day <laughs> you know okay. so like that kind of helps me and you guys yeah. have you know tried to set me up on many occasions yeah. so yeah. we have, we have so I'm yeah. very grateful we go really through your address book often yeah. it's hard and reading yeah. there's just not I know yeah. <clears throat> there's not many blokes mm. as you might say not many millionaires that's yeah. the problem no. where are they millionaires <laughs> they're in Palo Alto four hours that's south that's right <laughs> that's where they are. That's where we that's need to go. That's true. Do you have any friends over in that? We do, as a matter of fact, but we, not in single. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yes. So, <laughs> um, so <clears throat> I want to ask you a question. Let's start here. Mm. What was it about each other? Because here's the deal. Yeah. Laurie is a wild and free spirit. Oh. She's a I wild. was. I before I you came into her life, yes. James. I was like, I wonder who the guy's going to be. Yeah, I've heard that because I thought I was pretty wild. Peoples. Yeah, and then I met of Laurie. Peoples, multiple of peoples, like yeah. people groups. Yes, literally. yeah, multiple of peoples. And the first time I actually met her, I think, which there was, we were Thanksgiving, I think, mm. and Laurie was jiving around on the dance floor literally throwing her body onto the floor mm-hmm. and rolling around like it was very majestic movements no that doesn't sound like me no not at all not at all you are as so I was like wow I wonder who and I remember watching the time I was like I wonder who the guy's gonna be that adores this woman the way mm. that we do Wow. And so, oh, so you then left Reading, which, is, which perhaps is the trick that I need to do. <laughs> it, might and be, it might be the solution <laughs> yeah. to the problem, my friend. As um, long as we're here, you're here. Okay? Right. That's right. And so you guys met each other, but you didn't like each other at first. Um, as friends, yeah. Yeah. So you did? So yeah, our, our friends, origin friendship. story. Okay. Yeah. So Lori moved down. Uh, I was To LA, by yeah. the way, listeners. Uh, in the city of Azusa. I was running a college worship service, which was in the transition of turning into a college uh, church, per se. And we just lost our worship leader, needed a worship leader like immediately. She moved down that day, and I got to meet her through one of our mutual best friends, Mm -hmm. Melissa Willard, who's an amazing woman. Now Shoemaker. Now Shoemaker. In case she listens to this and gets mad at us. Yeah. Uh, So then, uh, literally, I hired her. I asked her to coffee the next day and hired her on the spot yeah. as our worship pastor. And it, it wasn't because she was hot. It was because... No. I was actually dating someone at the time. He was. He was oh, dating so this someone. Is kosher, very Co- clean. Very decision. kosher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I remember when she walked to coffee, when I had a conversation with her the night before, the next day at coffee, I was like, whoa. I was kind of taken back. I was like, oh, she's a lot cuter than I remembered from last night. I was like, oh, that's interesting, and didn't think yeah. Yeah. much of it. Because we, we met, the, the day that I moved down, um, he, was, he ended up showing up, being a part of this um, Bible, Bible study. study group. That changed my life. That was happening at the house yeah. I had moved into. That's how I got to know happened, the Holy Spirit. What, every this, Wednesday night yeah. or Tuesday night? When was it? Wednesday um, night? Tuesday night yeah. or something? And it happened that, that day every night, and so the day I moved down, we ended up having the Bible study at the house, and... He he came in with the rest of our good group of friends from LA, and I 
I honestly, I had just gotten out of a relationship, so I wasn't really quite on the prowl, so to speak. (laughs) So to speak, wasn't on the prowl. And that gentleman who she just got a relationship just moved in with me. Yeah. So it was kind of it was weird, like random people coming together. So it was just it just wasn't in my. It really wasn't there, and I was and I had moved down in faith, like. I had no idea. I didn't have a job when I moved down. I didn't have a plan. I just knew I was meant. I was supposed to move down. Wanted to be closer to my extended family that are all from Southern California. And I was thinking, how am I going to pay rent this month? Yeah. I wasn't really thinking, who am I going to yeah. date this month? Yeah. <laughs> so but, we liked each other's friends. Yeah, we right. liked each other's friends. But you did have you did have strong opinions. Very, you had yeah, oh, very much so. Some very heated debates. Very, and, and so especially in my kind of growth and development as a leader, as a man, and walking with the Lord, mm. um, there was things that I thought I was really secure in, like especially yeah. my leadership. But yeah. then when you're, and especially in women empowerment, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I got this. Like my church talks about it. We're, we're fully theologically supportive of it. But then you hire a strong woman and, you're like, and then oh, you're, no. you're, you're precognitive bias says this is insubordinate. Like rather oh, than wow. taking on, oh, the truth is I actually don't know how to deal with a strong woman. Right. I'm actually, there's insecurities in me that were wow. coming out. It's like, no, this is. Yes, I'm going to create room, but really it comes down to mine or wow. Adrian, who's another male working. Adrian it was, was amazing. Yeah, yeah, but it was like, empowering. so yeah. I, I was learning how to flesh it out. And then there was, after a couple months, there was, we had a deep connection, mm. a friendship. So there was tension. There was chemistry. Mm. And both of us, we, we just kept butting heads in certain areas. Mm. So we in areas that we felt like were important to each of us individually, and yes. so those became roadblocks to moving forward in any kind of romantic relationship. Yes. So it wasn't. I don't like him as a person. I yeah. don't like his personality. We don't mesh. It was. This is fundamental to who I am. Yes. And you are. You are vehemently on the opposite that. side, yeah. mm-hmm. and wow. that doesn't feel like it's going to work. Mm-hmm. So right. so those those became roadblocks for us in and a lo- most of our friends honestly the whole time I was working for James were like why aren't you guys you guys need The whole a date. time they're like you guys our need to date. Our closest friends. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, constantly, nonstop. You guys need to date separately obviously. We were pretty stubborn we were... about it. Yeah, I think Especially me. Yeah. Yeah, but I will say to what James just said though, I James was actually the most empowering male leader I'd ever oh, thanks, been in ministry with. Wow. I've grew have up you ever had that before? Her saying that? Yeah. I, yeah. I have, but but I think sometimes when we come out of seasons where we've learned a lot, we yeah. tend to demonize our past. Totally. So I, I may yeah, have sure. I may have been more critical. Yeah, yeah he's not it's not as dramatic I, I don't and my I'm, experience was as dramatic, dramatic yeah. as him looking it. back on yeah. it because yeah, he's yeah, learned yeah. so much since However, I, I would, I mean, I grew up in the Midwest in evangelical Christianity, which women aren't on leadership. You are, mm. women can be um, children's pastors. Mm. Women can do women's ministry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But apart from that. Apart and women, from that. I mean, I never, Well, you're allowed ever, to teach if you ask permission from the pastor and the pastor gives you verbal yes. permission. I, I never, I never, wow. ever growing up uh, all the way through college right. ever yeah. saw women preach yeah, yeah. from the stage ever. Well, not my, yeah, my mum was one of the first 
female Baptist ministers to be wow. ordained in the UK. Wow. And that was That's thanks to dad doing a lot of fighting. Yes. So I think sometimes mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. even just giving room, I think we actually need the guys to help us out and give us a yes. space. Yeah, it's... Yes. And that's just people... Is, if you're in a position of power, yeah. it's actually not about stepping aside and allowing people to move freely in the space. It's actually, oh, I, I have to be the activator yeah. in order to remove the systems of power to help out those who are and and working for james i will say you you really really believed in theology philosophy and theory Uh that that women 100 percent you had no qualms about that it was just a season of learning what that actually looks like practically yeah yeah that was it and if you're gonna have a bold beautifully loud woman yeah it's going to be so Laurie. so here here was here was a thing especially theologically as working out what does it mean to have uh holy spirit in a worship service right so um so Lori would lead like just like on the ground face down just um yeah just worshiping the lord and to me that was a sign of weakness at the time to me that was a sign That's of so you're not in control like yeah, get we, it together. Get, yeah, literally. Sometimes <laughs> I'd be like, performance. I'd, wow. yeah, and there was a lot of performance things in yeah. me that was being triggered. And yeah. Lori was a woman who was uh, unashamed about her love for the Lord mm. and her love for people, mm. and so she would pursue that every time. And it didn't matter what it looked like for her, and she was still respectful. So it wasn't like she was just doing her own thing. She yeah. still submitted. So we haven't really talked this much in depth. We haven't. And, and you you were struggling. He was really struggling with with fear of man. That yeah. was, I would say, <clears throat> a hallmark of that season. Yeah. Oh, for is, sure. Was getting over the fear of man. A lot of it was. I mean that that worship service yeah. <coughs> that that ended up turning into a church plant. Partially, not it didn't quite form to one, but began because. Yeah. Um, do you want me to share this? Mm. Go for it. It it be honestly began because there was a worship service happening in the community that was spirit filled, very spirit filled, and um, people that didn't understand that mm. they were afraid. We're really okay. afraid of it, yeah. and we're I like, "Hey, let that. would you start something to kind of pull." students out of that to balance it out mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and then, and then so here my, comes me well even Ta-da. well even before that my first my first <laughs> worship no night before a year before Lori comes there people are manifesting in the holy spirit and i had no grid for yeah. that so i'm like i've been put in charge of this so i i just had a high sense of responsibility but it really was yeah. rooted in a lot of it was rooted in performance so yeah. Anyways. So all that to say. Yeah. <clears throat> that was the journey. So you had a lot. Yeah. Like you both feel very like strong in who you are. Very self. Um, self-motivated. Self-motivated. Yeah. Very, very passionate people. Yes. Which if I met you separately and met you separately, I'd be like, oh, wow. How is this? T- how are you two yeah. going to be together? Yeah. Kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. And yet <laughs> what I love about you two <laughs> is <laughs> you actually... <laughs> You actually bring it out beautifully out of it and treasure the thing. You wow. actually said something, as we were Thank walking you. on the cliffs today, mm-hmm. you actually said something to me, which is really interesting. I kind of want you to kind of expand yeah. this a little bit more. Laurie was on the cliff somewhere else yeah. and kind of gallivanting around the cliffs. And I, and <laughs> literally, I gallivanting. literally gallivanting is the best way to describe it, <laughs> like a gazelle. And I literally said, that's your wife. 
anyway, that's my queen. And then she kind of just was gallivanting even more, so to speak. <laughs> did a little and we were silly just dance. Loved, did a little dance yeah. um, across the way. And then, and then what did you say? Yeah. Uh, I love this. Well, this, I'm glad you brought this up because this is actually one of my... What did you say? I'm, I'm going to share it. So I... I we're, going to, we're going to beat around the bush. Yeah, literally. Just to keep on edge. <laughs> yeah. No, dun, dun, don't dun. do it. Until next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it tune was... In. Yeah, tune in. We're just going to dominate <laughs> all your podcasts. Tiger. Every podcast you have from now on, we're going to find a way to You're weasel our way. You're going to podcast on me. Yeah. Just every time. Everyone. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. We're inviting ourselves over for dinner oh my God, every you. night. No, you're no, inviting no. us again? I've wow. moved. <laughs> we'll find you. Um, so the conversation we had, Lori was dancing in the wind. And I, I, I looked at Karen and I said, um, the moment I began to appreciate Lori for who she was, was the moment when um, I grew in love for Lori. So, so there, there's oftentimes... Um, Especially in men, we we have subconsciously we have built idols and expectations yeah. yes. of who our women, our spouse, our girlfriend should be. So this isn't just a man thing. No. I want to point that out. Okay, great, it's not great. Just a I'm, I'm I'm speaking from the man's yeah. perspective because yeah. uh, growing up with spring break MTV culture or yeah, pop true. culture mm-hmm. or even even good things from my mom and from my family, you you create this imaginary list of yeah. what um, your wife or your spouse or your girlfriend should be. And right. then um, whenever they don't live or whenever they don't perform to that, um, you could like put a check and be like, oh, they were too loud at dinner or they didn't say this right. Yeah. And, and that still is a tension, but, but it really came down to like, okay, am I going to tear down the expectations of who I think Lori should be mm. or am I going to actually learn to enjoy for who she really is? And then, because the, you mentioned about you said you know Laurie is such a free spirit, and I was someone who was quite constrained, very careful. Yeah, very about image, how I was very image conscious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and I, I find that so interesting. The amount of friends that do covenant so well, you know, regardless of what the journey looks like, yeah. but it seems to always be like you two will bring almost opposing things sometimes that you know <laughs> the Lord is just sharpening out. Yeah. In each other. Yes. And so. Um, mm-hmm. Not to say that you need to calm down the freeness of no, moral yeah. spirit, but there is it is something of like whatever we've held ourselves back with. Yeah. The beauty of someone like Laurie is going to bring some stuff out. Yeah, of and the, and the beauty of it uh, as well as uh, I always use um, using the biblical passage. I always use like the the Israelites, like when they left the presence of God, or when Moses went onto the mountaintop to meet God face to face, they were left wandering and and worrying, and so they built an idol. And so, like, a lot of times we can build idols of who we think our person could be wow. rather than deconstructing those and allowing to experience the mystery and the presence and, and of actually, God. And actually, the thing that, the moment that James decided to pursue me in a relationship um, was in a meeting with our mutual friend who I moved down to L.A. to live with. Yeah. Oh, this is... and, and she said to him, the things you think you hate about Lori will actually become the things that you love about her. And we can attest to this. It's like the minute he decided to let go of his expectation of who he thought I should Which be. Which is a process. It's not it a, is yeah. a process. It's a, it still is a process. It is a process. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a daily, daily mm-hmm. journey. But like the minute, wow. he, the minute he decided, okay, from now, from here on out in life, I'm actually going to let go of these expectations and I'm going to look at who is Lori yeah. actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when 
and for me too with him, that's when we started to fall in, really fall in yeah. love with each Literally, other. After that conversation, that was December 2013, it, it was 180. Wow. I was like, yeah. oh my, I've been fighting this person I've been working with, but I actually am in love with her. So, okay, so yeah. here's, the, here's, yeah. Yeah. So here's, here's my interesting thing. There are some things that you see in someone, you're like, oh, mm. no, probably mm-hmm. shouldn't. Right. Yes. How do I make sure that I don't go, oh, it's my expectations, I need to get rid of those and then become chameleon-like yeah. and adaptable towards... Well, no, so, so here's how the problem I, with that question. What's the, yeah. You don't ever adapt. You, you are you. Yeah, but that's I, what I'm saying. There's never a moment, even in the things... So, for example, there were core values I had about the Lord mm. that I was, I to this day, I'm unwilling to part with. They define who I am, who I will be, who I am in the Lord that James hadn't yet fully stepped into. I wouldn't even say he disagreed with, but wasn't living in the revelation mm-hmm. of at the time. I never once compromised that value system maybe what i mean to say then is more how do i not try and make something work that i shouldn't be making that's a great work. question that's a, and we actually it's funny because yeah because i could get rid of all of my lists and marry someone tomorrow yeah. based on i'm not going to expect them to be something totally. sure and then all of a sudden i'm in a yeah. pretty yeah. So bad yeah. marriage gary smalley i think he's the creator of the love languages i don't know if he is i don't know he, he's just yeah he is a guy who's written a bunch on okay. um, marriage counseling. Mm-hmm. He's one of the uh, leading mm-hmm. uh, researchers. And so he talks about, I showed a video when I was a substitute teacher, as a high school substitute teacher, and the first thing he said was, uh, whoever you think you're going to marry, let go of all expectations. And I paused it to my high school students and said, he's wrong. Like, you need, <laughs> you need healthy expectations. And I was right. saying, and so I was coming from an opposing view, like, no, you need healthy expectations. So... It definitely is a balance, but I was ignorant to the fact that he was the researcher and I was the young substitute teacher. With no, with yeah. no experience. But, but the, <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I think what Lori's, what Lori was getting at is each person having core values and yeah. knowing that they're staying true to who they are. Right. They're in a, so we, we got to really differentiate which culture we're talking about because certain cultures at the Bethel culture, we say we're looking out for red flags. If you're dating someone who's a high caliber leader with high integrity, high character, like Lori was, what I was looking at as calling quote unquote red flags were actually just differences. Differences. There were a couple of things that we had to work out, like how we communicate, confrontation. They weren't deal breakers. No. What would you say, red flags? Because here's the deal there's going to be some people listening to this that are like, what the heck is a red flag? I'll tell you, this is my number, this was my number one red flag. Okay. Number one in any relationship. Bad choice of shoes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is he a cross dresser? How many times no. I hear yeah. that is shoes and I'm no. like, oh, there are so many yeah. other yeah. Uh, problems. Mm-hmm. So many bigger. <laughs> this was this is something that I learned in my vast experience in dating and decided fast. <laughs> I am not being sarcastic. <laughs> I dated a lot. I'm gonna be honest about it. Thanks. But the positive of that was I learned what my actual deal breakers were. Here's, here's the thing. My number one question after does he love the Lord, obviously, but we'll negate that. My first, my number one question, is he teachable? Mm-hmm. Huh. By but, you or by other people? Period. Great. The Lord, other people, me. Mm. 
Does he allow me to influence him? Does he allow his mm. trusted mm-hmm. network of accountability That's influence him? Mm-hmm. Not everybody, because not everybody should, no. I no, think, I, influence us. I agree. Does his trusted network of different types of people, in, does he allow them to influence him? And does he allow the Lord to influence him and change his mind? Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. Is he teachable? If my answer to that is yes, we can get through anything. Yeah. We and can it, make it through anything. And, and teachable is one. It's, it's humility yes. is what you're talking about. So teachability is the fruit of humility. It, yeah, so, it's a desire to grow, do, to do learn. They, yeah, and humility isn't like, oh, like, because no. teachable isn't like, oh, I'm going to train my little puppet to. Yeah, yeah it's no, like, not at all. It's like, no, like. Because that's when it just, I literally just did my last podcast on codependency. And that's oh, manipulation, yeah. control. It's that's, not that. It's not that. To you. Humility is a strength. It's it's yeah. a security in I know who I am and I also know where I, I, I need to grow. It's yeah. I actually think it, I th- actually think humility is I know who I am. I also know that I don't know it all yet. Right. I know my limitations. Like this is, this is a journey. Yeah. And, yeah. and who I am today is completely different than who I was 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would vehemently disagree with several things I said I knew were absolute truth 10 years ago. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. totally. And it's the knowledge that, like, we, we evolve. That's what the journey into eternity with the Lord is, mm-hmm. right? Like it says in, what is it, John, what's my favorite verse? John, oh, John 17, 3. John 17, 3, this is eternal life, to know him. Yeah. That's literally eternal life is the journey of knowing God. Yeah. Mm. So I think... I'm probably it's it would be fair to say that I'm on a journey of knowing me and others as well. Yeah, and that's that's my deal breaker. Yeah. Do you recognize? Did that you have the same not? deal breaker, James? Was it different? Uh, I had so I had three. So mm. I got counseling from Jay Valentin when we were doing couples. When, when we were, we were couple, dating, I brought him up. He, oh boy. Oh yeah. yeah. And so I, I was unfamiliar was with the, the Bethel culture, and I basically got my I had open heart surgery basically, and just got everything I thought I stood on and just my core values and convictions just got ripped open. I was Can like, I just say really quickly though, on, on our way into this meeting, so Jay, Jay had, had been a good friend for years. Yeah. And so anybody I dated, I would bring to him. Tiny. And I brought James up from LA. We were, we'd been dating for a while. And James says to me before we get into this meeting, you know, babe, like, He's he's gonna tell me I'm like the healthiest guy he he's ever. Met. He I, th- said I was that. doing good. My yes. dad's in, my dad's. I grew up in a counseling family. I yeah, process yeah, yeah. well. You're about to see something really special. He's amazing, <laughs> and, and that's true. His family is great at processing. They they ha- are emotionally intelligent. He yes. was brought up to be that way. Mm. Um, there were just, just some says, things. He says Jay's gonna tell me I'm great, and I'm like, you have no idea right. yeah. what right. you're talking about. Yeah. And we get in there, and Jay spends about mm, five minutes talking to me, and two hours, two and, hours and 55 minutes talking. Stop mm-hmm. it. Just yep. to James. Yep. Game changer. Three hours. At, Three one, hours. Point, Three at hours. one point, Jay goes, I was defending James, and Jay says, he looks at me, literally, looks at me and goes, stop defending him. Yep. Boom. Yep. Ignores wow. me, and yep. ignores me the rest of the time. Yep. You were trying to speak for him. 2014. That was a while ago. What yeah. happened after that meeting then? What did you learn about oh, yourself? So I, I walked away. As we were walking, I felt very, the one of the most, I was very raw. Oh. And I, I was like, yeah. I walked away knowing because I, I played college sports, um, football and track. Mm-hmm. And you know when you get a good workout in. Mm-hmm. You know when you're like, hey, that what the coach did, that kind of hurt. Mm-hmm. What he said to me, 
but there's something so good about it. So I walked away from there and I told lawyers like, Jay may have saved my life. Like, because now I went on a journey of discovering core values, who I was rather than allowing other people to determine who they say I am. Because, uh, I I realized I was uh, on a journey and a path of performance that I would have ended up burning out in ministry and life and marriage. And Mm -hmm. it was always, um, somewhat of a victim mentality, like where, Everyone else was at the helm and control of my life rather than me. Mm. And so it was, that, mm-hmm. it was that switch. And then from that, I developed kind of three things. Like, does she love the Lord with all her heart, soul, mind, and strength? And I wrote these on my mirror. Uh, the second thing was, does she love others like the same? Like, and um, does she love me the same? And does she point, last question was, does she point others back to those two? Like, to loving mm. God and to loving others. And it, I was, you know, I was even in our process of dating and engaged, like I was, there was, uh, I was not a hundred percent. I yeah. wasn't like, Hey, I, I know for sure I'm supposed to marry Lori. I was about 90% and like, but I still was working through like, but what about this? Cause Lori and I would argue and sometimes Lori would get defensive at times and that was really hard for me yeah. because I liked keeping harmony and keeping yeah. the peace. I'm and, the same as you. Yes. I and so, I can't and so, so Lori, well, she's very expressive. So yeah. defensive isn't the right word. She's very expressive and, and very direct. And if yeah. we know Enneagram at all. Uh, Are you an eight? She's a, I'm a she's seven a, with a heavy eight whoop. wing. She's a heavy. And so I'm a seven with a six wing, which is kind of the, the mm. loyalist entertainer side. So, um, Every every time we'd have like direct communication, triggers would just go all off in me. And so I was mm-hmm. like, "Is this something I want to live with the rest of my life?" But anytime here was the here was the game changer. Anytime I got away with the Lord, I would experience the peace of His presence, and He would mm-hmm. say, "Keep like keep going, stay with this." Mm-hmm. Every other relationship was the opposite. Was I would feel ecstasy or peace or infatuation yeah. when I was with them, but when I get with the Lord, Lord's like. This one's not for you. So, and this, this isn't a, that's not a solution for, that's not a formula for everyone. That's, no. that was my journey. Yeah. Um, but then like even, um, here's that's what. That's important. Yeah, it is there really is, important. There is not, I do not believe that there is a formula for every person, that every person can follow. Yeah, you gotta, really. you have, you have to process with. You gotta you to know pro- you. Check in your heart, check in with the Lord, yeah. check in with your community. Yeah, you gotta constant. know you. And then uh, mm-hmm. the, the final piece was. Um, as we were going along getting married, like it is like, and this is, I know this is going to sound sappy, but I love Lori so much more now than even when we were dating. Like it's, it's grown in submission as I continue to submit my life to her and she submits her life to me. Like those things that were worries two and a half years ago, the things, the Mm. yellow flags or the concerns, Mm. she's actually like grown past them. Mm. What, which is a beautiful process in itself because you are in covenant with someone, mm. not forcing them to change. Yeah. You say yes to who they are at that yeah. moment. That, I don't need, I don't, that was from Shane Mandel. Shane Mandel I really don't need you one. to change in yeah. order for this thing to work. Yeah. I don't need that, that thing that I think is dysfunction and might very well be dysfunction. Yeah. I don't need that to change for, to love you. Well, that, and that might be Beautiful. what is dysfunction. Yeah. That, I think that, like, what yeah. is dysfunction and what is personality? Yeah. What is, um, I think that really is the journey. Maybe, babe, you can speak to that. You're really good at kind of, Lori, Lori pursued her master's in counseling, marriage and family therapy. So 
What is so the question is what is dysfunction? Yeah, what is dysfunction versus versus, personality. versus like what's just a personality trait? I think, Amy, I think dysfunction is anything that holds you back from your truest self. Oof. I think it'd be anything that holds you back from from total freedom in who you are in the Lord, who He said you are. Yeah. So what? Like so? I mean, if I was codependent, or if I was, mm-hmm. uh, I had self-destructive tendencies, or if I was, um, you know, uh, addiction, yourself, addiction, is, yeah. or self-hatred. Yeah. Like, like if those were dominant themes in yeah. our relationship, and that's just a, a off the top of the head. But I want, but I want to be clear too. Relationships, ever you will have dysfunction every. Health is such a spectrum in life. Mm. I am constantly becoming the healthiest version of me yeah. as I grow. Yeah. And so I will always have dysfunction in the context of our relationship. I'm very true. I am always pursuing the healthiest version of me. And it's and there's no shame in dysfunction. It is a it's a consequence of our culture, our upbringing, our wounds. It's just life. Yeah, it's just life, man. And and we're growing in that. Yeah. And that's that's okay. That it's okay. There's no shame in that. Well, thank you for saying that because I think sometimes yeah. perfectionism yes, we seem yeah. to think is just a sort of slightly distorted version of excellence. So I know perfectionism is a form of self-hatred. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so agreed. Ooh. Yes, agreed. Okay, that'll I think preach. So. That'll that's a preach. Good I'll write it down, my uh, friend. Yeah, and we, I I would down. always ask myself if James was enough for Jesus to love him. Mm. In the moment he died yeah. for us, if if James is enough for Jesus, mm-hmm. if God can love him in mm. this moment right here, right mm. now, as he is, who, who am I to say mm. I can't love you because of this? Well, here's, we were talking earlier as well this afternoon. We were talking about, we were just talking about me dating and mm-hmm. um, mm. and just talking about you know who and I'm going on a date tomorrow and I basically said to them you know kindness is just so important mm. to me yes kindness is one of them because it, it it just reflects and echoes so much of the own their yeah. own journey and soul yeah. and so and I I actually look at James and I'm, I can't imagine what James was like at the beginning of when you guys met mm. and vice versa mm-hmm. I can't imagine what Law was like to you when yeah. you met her. But I do know one thing that you both hold, a sub, the substance of kindness. And that, to mm. me, wow. will probably have elements of humility. Yeah. Mm. And That's it so says sweet. there can be a power and a tenderness all at the same time. Yeah. And so that, for me, I'm, I, I feel Thank very you, safe sir. with you guys as yeah. a couple because of your heart for kindness. Thank you. Um, Thank you. So sweet. You know? Yeah, wow. Yeah. It's so, beautiful. And actually, that's mm. a testament. It's yeah. important to know, like, hey, this actually... This actually um, Gives me space to be me. Yeah. Kindness gives yeah. you space to be you. Yeah. Totally. It actually invites you into intimacy. Yeah. I actually think it's important for people to know what is that thing that actually invites me into yeah. relationship yeah. and intimacy. Yeah. What, what actually draws out freedom and actually yeah. kindness is a huge thing in yeah. James. Yeah. And humor. Yeah. I mean, that oh, was it. Gosh, that me makes me feel so connected to him. I am very funny. Him. You're right. You are very funny. I'm the funniest, I'm funniest. funniest man. I'm funnier. In yeah, all the land. Yeah. <laughs> I'm funnier. Yeah. I'm funnier. I Here, want, let the record show. Yeah. Here's one thing. Uh, even Even with kindness, um, as a revival group pastor, and Carrie, you know this, mm. with engaging with students from all over the world yeah. with um, amazing, amazing backgrounds, but sometimes just amazing um, obstacles at times to... Yeah. <laughs> 
great way of describing so, it. Yes. Yep. Amazing, the joy of obstacles. The joy, amazing growth opportunities, as ah, Steve Backlund yes. uh, mm. will put. Um, you know, really, kindness creates a non-judgmental space. Yeah. For people to find the freedom that the Lord has for them. Yeah. So, um, and Bill Johnson literally exudes kindness. My dad as well. Like yeah. the, those men. Um, and that's when I look for leaders as well. I know we're talking about several things, but I feel Skip, like re- relationships is a core uh, of all facets of life. Yeah. So when I look at leaders too, I'm like, are they kind? Like, are they good human yeah. beings? Like, yeah. When it comes down to it, not that they have, not that they're not going to challenge the system, not that they're going to be prophetic voices to take down uh, systems of oppression yeah. and call call out wrongs. But when it comes down to that, like, are they going to be kind? Mm-hmm. Like, I love like Jesus would always move, be moved out of compassion, yeah. even pity. Like, it's like these Jesus's soul, mm-hmm. his spirit was moved, and yeah. I think that's kindness. Like. And I also think the absence of kindness in the church is one of the reasons why the numbers have driven out in the UK. Oh, girl. Yes. Um, oh, wow. Come on. Talk about it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very, Talk I'm very it. passionate about the heart. I mean, it, it just wow. as someone that used to be an atheist, used to be religious yeah. and left the church because mm-hmm. of the lack of ability to find kindness in my weakest part, in wow. my biggest mistakes, in my, my just I mean I literally didn't feel I had any room to make a mistake and Mm. so of course the first place you're going to leave is the church Yeah. Yeah. and the irony of that is that surely the secret place the grace of the gospel is exactly where I should be in this moment so the highest standard of that for me is yes I I don't know I think I mean I know the most cliched you know, scripture that's used, of course, is, you know, perfect love dries up fear. But I look at you guys and I think about all that you manage and any fears that you've gone through before da- dating other people yeah. to how you are with each other now yeah. in marriage. You you stopped the fear at yourself. You didn't yeah. project it on the other person. Yeah. And that was the beauty of having accountability with people, having people speak into yeah. your life going, oh, yeah, sweetheart, that's that's actually some of your journey I I know for me I would be projecting the fear on for a couple of weeks and then I would realize then it would come oh this is actually not a you thing yeah I've been doing this and usually that happened because I'd be like "Eh, this isn't a me thing this is yeah (laughs) and then and then running to people and and literally being like hey you know what yeah I gotta figure this out this is this is a pattern of dysfunction that's hurting us Mm. uh, where kindness is I'm actually projecting and not being kind in this situation. But anyway, sorry to, to cut you no, off. No, 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 I love that. I, yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I think if the world literally did... I remember we had a conversation once about if you could change one thing in the world, if if everyone could do one thing differently, what mm-hmm. would it be? Mm. Mm. Was that on our trip to L.A. last year? I think so. It must have ten been. Ten-hour car ride. That oh, was a great hour, car ride. It was. It was. A good car ride. It was good. With some fantastic podcasts. That's yeah. right. Um, we love podcasts. We do. In the Burke family. That's why we're making yes. That's why. <laughs> First of many. Because I think f- I'm that good that I decided to make I'm my that, own. You're going to no. come on my podcast when I create one. <laughs> Mine too. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. We won't have any, we won't have any listeners because we'll just make That's fine. <laughs> what was the, what did we say though? I think I think we came up with two answers. One was if everyone loved themselves. Yes. That, the way that Christ <laughs> oh loved my gosh, us. That's yes. what I was thinking. I was just the way re- that Christ loved us. The, the planet would be a different yeah. place. Yeah. It would be. My my favorite quote. I'm, I'm reading rereading Henry Nowen's Life of the Beloved. I need to read that. I heard it. So I have it's it. So I good. have it here. You it's can so read it good. here. You can read it tonight. Um, he says this. It's that the crux of the Christian faith 
is to know that we are the beloved of God. Yeah. Like, mm. Not not that we have to yeah. work, that we have to go, but yeah. if we could simply rest, align our hearts, our souls, our bodies, our minds on the fact alone that we are the beloved, that we yeah. are loved for everything that we are, like that would change everything. Yeah. And then we start searching that love out and we see that yes. there's a creator who loves us and yes. then we get to exude that love to others. Yes. And then everything else falls in place. And so it does. It's, Loving it's, others falls in place when you know I can love me because the most which is perfect hard. being loves me. Which mm. I just all said, of me. Yeah, that quote sounds amazing, but I'm like, okay, what putting is, it into practice. What is hard. It like? It's so difficult, but it's such a and beautiful then, journey. And then you get into marriage, and yeah. I, I use this <laughs> analogy. Another so another level. Lori and I do a lot of couples counseling, so we have a lot mm. of young couples who we counsel, and yeah. some of them are going through premarital, some of them are just dating. And uh, some of them are like, hey, I want to get married now. And we're like, well, marriage not only is a magnifying glass of intimacy, so whatever you're going through, it's going to magnify. So just mm-hmm. not not to be afraid, yeah. but just be... Um, l- it all comes we'll out. let you know. Yeah. The best parts and the worst yeah. parts come out. And it's yeah. bigger because marriage was created to be the safest place for all of you to be exposed. It's yeah. the ultimate intimacy, right? Like yeah. oneness yeah. is the ultimate intimacy. So it's actually meant to be the safest place yeah. for all of that to go to come out. So all my best qualities and all my worst qualities, yeah. they're actually magnified in the context of this relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then the other analogy was that marriage is like a bullet train. Mm-hmm. So it's like decide which bags you want to bring on rather than hey, I'm just going to bring all my baggage. And just, Can you expand on that bit? Yeah, so like a bullet train mm-hmm. going 200 miles an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I just want to rush into marriage, I'm going to bring every ba- like baggage, like um, yeah. codependency or just um, daddy wounds or any any of that. Oh, I'm just going to bring it all with Purity. me. Purity. It's like, actually something people think you can't take that into marriage. Mm, actually, you can take purity issues. You take yeah. that into marriage. Oh, yeah. So, you bring that So I, my, I propose yeah. that you begin the journey of self-discovery of the journey of learning how to be counseled how to counsel be counseled with the lord how to process those things before you enter so it's like so i'm like okay which bags do i want to bring on the train that yeah you know what i may be dealing with this for a long time Mm. but some of them i i need to work out now some of these mindsets some of these um yeah I, i just need to deal with before i get on and so it's just a, it's a position of the heart. It's yeah. a position that, you know what, uh, I need to start. I'm not going to jump on marriage train. It's going to fix everything. No, it's, if anything, it's going to heighten things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Question. Answer. And I'll make it. This is going to be the last question. But you mentioned about purity. Yeah. Bringing stuff into marriage. Yes. Mm. Um, what would you tell yourselves again? Now you're two and a half years into marriage. Yeah. What would you tell yourselves hmm. before you met hmm. each other? Would you have done anything differently? Would you have dated differently? <sighs> I, would I know. Have, I don't. I, I don't want to like. Say I would have gotten healthy. Beautiful. No, I would have beautiful. gotten healthy, like emotionally and mentally, like healthy a lot quicker. <laughs> like that would have been how? my thing with people counseling. Jeez. Oh, yeah, I would have. I was. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you don't know what you don't know. So the Lord yeah. is so gracious yep. in His timing. Yep. Um, Oh, here's one of the biggest things. And I didn't learn this until we were married. Um, I used to think love was an economy. So that whatever I give to Lori, she must give back. I'll take credit for that. I'll take credit for that. So so if Lori did teach me this. Thanks, babe. You're welcome. Um, 
So if I if I uh, cook dinner, if I make her coffee, if I make the bed, I would be expecting something. Ex- subconsciously <gasps> expecting something in okay. return. But here's the here's the the crazy science, psychology. Everything is pointing towards this direction that. Uh, and Dr. Sue Johnson, she wrote this book called Love Sense. It's phenomenal. So good. Got to read it. Yeah. It's a must read. Um, she talks about the, yeah. the, the, the formation of marriage and the purpose of marriage is all about attachment. Love is about attachment. Connection. So or or connection. You could yeah. say it as connection. Connection, yeah. But I, I like the word attachment. I do too. Because it's literally like a, like a baby cleaves to a mother. Mm. We, we think that as, oh, only children do that. But yeah. actually men and women yep. Yep. as adults are meant to cleave and become one. Yes. And that's a psychological, mm. sociological, biological, neurological, any other logicals you want to throw in there. Yep. That's actually supposed to happen. So it's not about what can you do for me. But it's at the foundation. It's about connection. It's about attachment to one another. And that's where mm. unconditional love comes in. Mm. No, no matter what you can give me, I I, get to, I choose to love you. Yeah, and and I would which even rock say to him, my, which just rocked my universe. I would even like, say to him, hey, if you're doing that because you expect something back, right? You can keep that. Yeah, you can keep it. I don't. Yeah. I which don't, I did a lot. I don't want. I don't want transactional love. I want real love because you've decided. It's good. No matter what, I was an athlete. It was like if, yeah. if, I, if I put something. This is my in, training, I, right? This it's is his it. training, his culture. <laughs> this effort. is my training. Yes, that's fair. Yeah, my yeah. answer to well, that. Also, society tells you to do that. Yes, get the flowers, get her that perfume she loves. Yes, get her, you know, which which need- girls love diamonds. Girls love diamonds. <laughs> oh, that was a bad. That was my attempt. Is at that the an accent? English accent? Come on, just give me a break. Oh, girls love diamonds. Well, diamonds. I'm never trying an American accent. <laughs> So That's you have know. to do that before Absolutely the. Brits are usually not. pretty good at American accents. No. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I actually. What would you tell yourself? I don't know what I would. Mm, I'll say first. I'll say this. Because of my free spirited nature, <laughs> I don't. I actually don't regret any part. I have. I have come to terms with the fact that I'm not going to do it all perfectly, and actually. Yeah. The definition of God's redemption is that he can take what I did so terribly and make it better than if I had done it perfectly the yeah. first time. Mm. So I, I can never regret any of my choices because God's redemption has been so beautiful and so powerful in the midst of my mistakes and my oopsies and mm-hmm. my... Mm. my my mess ups, you yeah, know? Yeah. So I, I can't say that I would change. I really wouldn't change anything I did up to the point because even now in the context of marriage, decisions I've made in the past that are affecting our relationship now that we have to work through mm-hmm. that are a problem for us. Yes. They are a thing in the room. Yep. I still wouldn't take that away because mm. it's been an opportunity for me to, to be vulnerable, which is hard for me to grow been an opportunity for me to be vulnerable to grow to grow in intimacy with james in trust to attach to him because mm-hmm. i'm giving him something that's really um hard for me to give like it's really hard for me that i made this choice and it affects us yeah like it's really hard for me that i had i i have to tell you this about myself but it 
is growing our intimacy and our trust in each other. So I can't change any of it. I just can't. I can't bring myself to do that. But if you've got little Laurie at 13 and you're trying to set her up for success. I would say. Don't be an idiot. Success not being like. Yes. Being. Yes. Yeah. I I know what I would say. Don't make. Oh, you do. Okay. I do know what I would say. I, I would say that your identity can only be given to you. Your worth, your value, your identity can only be given to you by the Lord. Yeah. No human can give you that or take yeah. that away from you. Yeah. It's good. That, that knowledge, that would, that would be what I would tell 13-year-old. Right. Yeah. You, no, one, no one decides yeah. who you are. And, that's you and the yeah, Lord. Yeah, it's beautiful. And even with, with my journey of purity, because I know that's a question mm. you're asking. Mm. The, the thing that changed everything for purity for me was when my pastor, Dale Winslow, Winslow looked at me when I was 25 and I just got hired as a youth pastor. He said, um, do, do you think your Heavenly Father loves you? And I was like, oh, yeah, he's proud of me, but he thinks I could be doing better. He's like, wow. what, he's like, what about your earthly father? I was like, oh, my earthly, which my dad's amazing. I was like, oh, my earthly father, like, he loves me. Like, there's nothing I could do wrong. He's like, huh, wow. wouldn't you think that your heavenly father who created you, who knows the numbers on your head, who formed you in your mother's womb, wouldn't you think that he would love you way more than your earthly father? Yep. And it hit me. Mm. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, all these things of, like, I've been fighting for purity. I've been fighting, like, to stay the right path of, um, remaining in like doing what is right, especially with women and treating them right and yeah. fighting mm-hmm. mental battles of lust mm-hmm. and other things like that. But it was that conversation yeah. that I actually began walking away from sin. And because I had the love of the Lord as now of core yes. value, that changed everything. So I think to yes. go you with that. the foundation. Benji Nolo, yes. the maker yeah. of um, Liberated Film on Netflix right now, last week he said, I choose to use the words at the moment, sexual integrity instead of purity. Yes. Come because on. there can be so much more legalism around the word purity, purity. Yes. that becomes black and white, right, right. or wrong. That's right. That's and true. sexual integrity feels more like a thought yes. behind it. It feels more like an intention behind it mm-hmm. a that has honor yes. and a choice behind it. So yeah. that's, rather that's than going perfect. from a law-based... Uh, that's amazing. Religious that's brilliant. Yeah. It's a great way of looking at it. And I'm yeah. like, oh, can I rewrite my books? <laughs> <laughs> don't don't regret it. I don't know. regret what I you said. Write a new book. But I'm like, oh, don't regret yeah, what you no, said. Write a new book. book three. Um, yeah. There's there's one thing that I keep thinking of that I feel like I need to share. Share it it's with a, the world. It, it goes along with this. It, when I was in second year, back in the Middle Ages, school of ministry. Second year school of ministry. This is after I graduated college. After I did a year in Africa. Um, after I did seminary second year at Bethel School of Ministry, our class was experiencing an awakening of sorts. I don't yeah, know. Spiritual it was a, awakening, revival. I don't want to call it revival because it actually was more like an, a, we were experiencing an awareness of God's love for us mm-hmm. and how that sets us free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember at the time I was dealing with a really intense internal mind battle of my worth and like comparison of like, oh, if I'm not on that stage, then they must not think I'm anointed yeah. or I must not be anointed. Yeah. And, or I must not be called or whatever. <clears throat> must not be a leader. And I remember this, this encounter is the thing that has, has, it sustains me in every season. 
I was laying, I, I've been leading worship, Stephanie and I had been doing worship that day, and I was laying on the floor, and I look over, and I see a good friend of mine being prayed and prophesied over by Georgine Banoff, mm. amazing man, mm. and I'm like, all I could think in the moment was, I wish he was praying over me. Why is why didn't he pick me? Why did he pick him? It's a comparison. Why mm-hmm. did he pick this friend? Mm-hmm. Mm. And I'm on the floor, and the Lord says to me, Lori, you could lay on this floor for the rest of your life, and I would love you. Mm. That would be enough. Yeah. And I was like, mm, that's not the Lord. <laughs> like, I immediately dismissed <laughs> it. I, I want immediately my stage. Because my, my grid was like, what? Immediately dismiss it, and the, the Lord said it to me again so clearly. I, it was almost audible. You could lay here on the floor for the rest of your life, and I would still love you. Yeah. That would be enough for me. It's great. Beautiful. Yeah. That changes everything. It changed it everything. It changed everything. 13-year-old Lori needed to know that. Yeah. I would Ooh. absolutely tell her that. Guys, thank you. You're welcome. We've just been Thank sitting you. next to a nice little log fire. Log yeah. fire. Listening to the to waves the ocean. outside. Literally. I mean, this Stop should it. be our life every it, it day. It should be. If you sat next to the waves every day, I would love you. And this is all. You, this is what I want the Lord to tell me. And then, yes. and then you'll just, go do it. <laughs> and I'll just sit in front of the ocean for the rest of my life. Lord, I'll suffer for yeah, you I'll, <laughs> by me. the ocean I'll, in Carmel. Yeah, I'll do it. Thank you so much. I'm going to have you on again because we have so many things to talk so about. So many things. Um, You're a but great question asker. You are. Am I? Yes, you are. I'm. I'm working on it. You're quite I'm getting good. there. You're yeah. quite getting there. Yeah. Slowly but surely. All right, no. It's your turn to do an American accent. Yeah, Absol- try. It. Have to do no. it. Say, do it. No, do it. Say, do I'm it. from America. Do it. I'm from America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was brilliant. That's all you're getting because my gifts are just too much for people sometimes. <laughs> Thanks for checking into the Carrie Lloyd podcast. Um, if you loved it, share it. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Carrie Gracie, Facebook at uh, Carrie Lloyd, and Twitter at Carrie Gracie. Um, we do have a website which is CarrieLloyd.net. And if you have any questions of any sort, um, then you can just email me at Carrie at CarrieLloyd.net.